Welcome to the Holy Yes Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Washington. And God, in this moment, I pray that you do that thing where the room fills with your glory. Let's roll for another revolutionary conversation of faith, business, and money. (laughs) So this is technically my first episode with a guest. Which is funny because what I'm realizing about myself is if you're going to be close with me, I, I'm, I'm not just friends with people. Like I see, I see the bigness in people and I love to do uncomfortable things with people and see where we can stretch things and take it to new heights. And as I walked into the studio today to record with John, we just dropped into this really beautiful conversation around momentum and death and life and holding on to the moment and experiencing loss and so many different things. And as him and I were talking, I was like, these moments I wish we could capture where you just trust another human with your whole heart. There's no barrier and a beautiful conversation forms. And we were preparing for the next episode. And I was like, I think you and I should jam and just talk. So welcome, John, to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I feel like you walked in and you're like, you know what? I, I, I feel like I just need a guest. And you're looking around and I'm literally the only one in here. So no, that is not default. what happened. I really <laughs> feel God was like, have John on. We've had so many conversations, him and I behind the scenes that are just powerful. Like you have this presence to you where you create safety just by nature. And I've told you that, but also you have this very unique power to fill the room with wisdom, but it's not forceful. It's very just natural and it just happens. And you have this pace to you that uh, grounds me and grounds the rooms that you're in. And we were talking about that, of how you work with some pretty big creators and, you know, my insane, I was going to use the ASS word, I'm not cursing. I'm crazy (laughs) in a good way. And you were talking about how there's always this as a creative, this unquenchable thirst for like, what's next? What's next? We're going to do the next thing. And I just loved what we were talking about with being in the moment and watching you create. I know how many projects you have going on. I'm like one of many. You just have this even keel energy to you of like, this is good right now. We're here right now. And I love it. Oh, I really appreciate those reflections. And it's it's something I definitely have to be mindful of. I think, you know, when we have all these projects going, we're always like, you know, like I'm assuming after we stop recording today, you're going to be like, okay, what's next? I got this and this and this and this. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. But my practice is like, you know, once we stop recording and, and you leave, I'm going to be like, God, that was amazing. That was yeah. so awesome. I loved the way it looked. I loved the way it sounded. I loved our collaboration. I loved our talks. Yeah. And and just kind of how I put it earlier, just like holding that trophy, you know, taking yes. a minute to hold that trophy. These are, you know, our accomplishments. Sometimes we move so fast that we don't celebrate. Yeah. Even these tiny little celebrations need to be had. So that was the advice that really changed my life when I was just like, mm-hmm. you know, in doing all these things that I loved and strived my whole life to do, worked really hard. I wasn't taking those breaks to celebrate and a very wise man that I was sitting with, you know, sharing these struggles of my life. He's just like, dude, put down the sword and hold the trophy. Mm. Just hold the trophy. So that's kind of my, 
I'm going to remember that for the rest of my life. Seriously. Like, I hope you know that I will <laughs> be holding a trophy and be like this because it's so true. There's I, don't, I have so many things I want to say because it's so true. And I wish somebody would tell me when I first started to celebrate these tiny moments. And one thing I noticed with you is after we finish every episode or any project, even when we did the, the photo shoot, the big day where we filmed it. And just for anybody listening, this is so powerful to be able to share this conversation with you because I get asked a lot, like, how do you bring these projects to life? What happens behind the scenes to execute these bigger ideas? And I'm not running this by myself. So I love that you're here to kind of share insight on this. But even after those big days, you always look at me and say, that was really good. And my brain goes to, well, we should cut this and we should like, even in the last episode, I was like, let's chop this and chop this and then move this here. And you're like, yeah, but that was really good. And it slowed me down to be like, you know what, before we go and correct it and move it, let's celebrate that we did it. Totally. And and I think that's kind of, that's me moving into my zone of genius of more of this producer. Mm -hmm. You know, I think anybody can come in here. There's so many talented videographers and sound people and they can all come and do this. Not saying, not taken away from my skill. I can totally do that. But I think there's also this skill that, you know, when you're collaborating, you need to like share with that person, like, Mm -hmm. man, that was amazing. Or even Mm -hmm. like, Hey, maybe let's tweak this next time or whatever. You know, I, I think some people can come and just hit record, you leave and, and that's it. But I'm noticing what really fills me up. And that is an actual 50, 50 collaboration. Like I'm in this with you. I'm uh, I get lit up from your podcast as well. I feel like I'm part of it and all these other projects. Like yeah. I'm all in on it. It's not just like, Oh, I'm hitting record for Victoria and I hope, I hope she likes what it is. It's like, mm-hmm. this is mine too. Yeah. You know? So I just, you know, have noticed I've been taking a lot of pride in my work and, and that's just part of it. It's one of your gifts. And I know we felt that right when we met, like mm-hmm. there's, I call it creative chemistry yeah. where you just feel really aligned with someone else's mission. You feel their heart. But one of the reasons why I think we work so well together, and this is just for anybody listening who's like, yeah, but how do I find that for myself? Or how do I create that? I am very unapologetic in my conviction of my work. I want you to feel it. I want you to feel like you're a part of it. So I don't hold anything back. I don't try to hide it. And there was a part when I started to first collaborate with other people that I would be I would be worried about what they think of it. And so I would either perform it or dull it down. And then they couldn't really feel it or create Mm. with it the way that I really wanted them to. And I'd be like, okay, they're the wrong person. Mm. But oftentimes it wasn't them. It was me not fully being clear about what I'm asking for, what it is that I'm here to do, and letting that rub off on whoever's going to collaborate with it. It's an energy that I very much so appreciate and is so rare and I love that we both care about it the same. Yeah, totally. I mean, the, the chemistry is everything, yeah. right? Like I, th- I feel, and you're probably the same way, is is we've worked our way up to th- these places in our lives where we can kind of pick and choose who we work with. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember a huge breakthrough for me was realizing I'm not desperate anymore. Yes. I don't need to say yes to shooting this wedding that I don't want to do or yeah. whatever it is. It's like, I'm going to slow down. I'm going to just really feel into, is this a good match for me? Because if it's not, it's going to, the project's going to be bad. No one's going to be happy. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, you know, just really analyzing and feeling into the energy of the person that you're potentially going to work with, whether it's creative or, or whatever it is. And it's usually a pretty obvious 
yes or no for me now. I'm I'm not sure if you're the same I'm way. I'm the same. Yeah. I'm a it's a holy yes or a holy <laughs> yeah. no. Right. <laughs> and I love that. And you've had such an interesting career. We were talking before we started because we hadn't seen each other in a while because I've been in Europe and you said something so powerful that I hope every single human says before they die. And that is, I've lived a really beautiful life. And if I were to go today, like I feel, I it's not that you feel complete, but it's like, I feel very grateful and proud of what I've done. And it reflected back to me. I definitely have lived a big life and I I'm so blessed by everything I've created. I'm so mind blown by everything that I've created, but I still have this feeling of not, don't let today be the day. Like I ain't done yet, you know? And there's this piece that you carry, John, that's so, I love it. And I believe God placed you in my life to reflect it back to me of your relationship with achievement is so beautiful. So can you share more? Cause I feel like there's so many people who are wanting that. Yeah, that was a, that was a great, combo that we had my I was telling Victoria before the show that I had lost my dad just last month and then not even two weeks later my girlfriend lost her dad and it's, mm. so we're both in it together it's a it's a crazy just space and time that we're in and we're just really paying attention to all of it and uh yeah you asked I think you just asked me straight up are, are you scared of death yeah and my answer is no I'm, I'm not and that doesn't mean that I'm Wanting to go or ready You're to like, go. Hang on, God, yeah. don't do peace. <laughs> like, no, no, not at all. I, I think I just have done a lot of reflection on it over the years, and I just, I, I've tried to live the biggest life that I can. You know, mm-hmm. that a lot of people, I feel like they wait until they retire to take that trip or buy that, whatever. Yeah. Where I felt like I'm gonna just live the biggest life that I can, right off the get. And I'm 42, I think, something like that. And I feel like I'm playing with house money right now. I feel mm-hmm. like I've, I've traveled the world. I've worked on incredible projects. I've met amazing people. And I'm incredibly fulfilled, super grateful every single day that you know, if I was on my deathbed, which I, I don't want that, but if I was, I honestly feel like, oh, man, I lived a really, really great mm-hmm. life. And that's a, that's a really great feeling to have. Yeah. Um, what having, does it feel like? <laughs> What well, does it feel it, like in your body? Hmm. I mean, there's a lot of fulfillment. Um, I've I've done a lot of things that, you know, I think I think people can look at it and be like, you know, he, well, he didn't want win an Oscar for a film, but like, that's not for everybody. You can still achievement is just depends on each person. Mm-hmm. You know, I've made a, a few smaller documentaries that like feel amazing to me, and I'm super proud of that. And so all these things are just big wins for me, and and. Uh, you know, kind of coming from, don't want to call an underdog story, but kind of, you know, I'm from a really small town where nobody did any of this. All this is like, what are you, like, you kind of get looked at as the weirdo. Like, what are you doing? Totally. None of this was an option growing up. So just kind of, just kind of like, well, here's an interest. Let me just follow that, you know? So none of this should be happening. I shouldn't, you know, it's it's just crazy that this is like my reality. So I just feel incredibly fortunate and um, just really, you know, grateful that I like went for it and I quit, yeah. quit my job. And I was like, well, this is what I love to do. So why would I do anything else? And just, it's just worked. I've said that before too, where I've said, 
none of this should happen. Like when you mm. know where you came from and you've seen the statistics or you've seen the the general consensus or the general sequence of events, and then you you it's usually one choice you made that kind of broke the chain and broke the path open into like a fork in the road. And you decided I'm going to go over here and try this thing. I have had many moments along the way where I felt like this is not what was supposed to go down. Like my free will chose something really powerful and God provided with that choice. And it's just, it's so humbling to remember that along the way, because what I see in you and what I've learned over these last few months of working with you on these projects is it's big to me. Just because it's not big to the world or someone else, like this was really big to me because I know where I came from and I know the choices I made and this is a big deal. And I love that. It's just, it's powerful. And that's the type of power that nobody can take from you. Totally. When I first started, I was like, well, I'm not going to feel satisfied or fulfilled until like I win all these big awards. But like when you think about that, think of the Oscars, for example, mm -hmm. what percentage of people win an Oscar out of how many people are actually like working towards them. It's like point oh 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 like Is it really? It's so small. Cause there's everyone's wow. making films and all these things. Yeah. And like only one person can win that award every year. So uh I just don't look at those types of things as success or failure. It's just it's just more of a feeling. Yeah. You know? So even this uh podcast that we're shooting, like you had to get here, we had to set all the stuff up. We had to like make sure that everything looks and sounds good and edit and like it's a huge success. Yeah. And like, so every time something is complete, uh, I just like really just feel that success. Mm -hmm. And that's another trophy to hang on the yes. metaphoric uh, trophy case, you know? Yeah. And there's something beautiful and real and holy about finishing something. That's, I think that's such an underrated skill is finishing things. Oh. Like I'm being honest because there's so many projects in the past before I really gained this discipline this I call it creative discipline of like, I'm going to finish what I sought mm. out to do, regardless of how long it takes or if it gets messy halfway through or whatever. And that's what truly builds confidence for the next thing. Yeah. I think that was one of my real harshest realizations during my call it spiritual growth was I just had this moment of like, man, I have so many unfinished things that either got too hard or complicated or mm -hmm. I didn't give up my honest effort. So I just had a pile of awesome ideas unfinished. Yeah. But also like it's hard because I have so many ideas that I'm like and and for me, I like to start. You know, I love the beginnings. I love the writing and, and the prep. Like that's what I love the, the most. Part. Right. So if if I'm on say step five of a project, that's when I start losing momentum because I'm like, uh, I've been in this for a while where I kind of peek around the corner of like, oh, I have this other project yes. that I'm really stoked on that I'm like, you know, the new ideas are coming in, I'm, I'm writing. So, mm -hmm. so that was a moment where I was, I was just like, I really need to finish things. And because when you finish, that's when you can hold that trophy and feel that accomplishment. So that's something I'd say I'd, I've been a lot better on, uh, with over the years is, is okay, this is hard, really mm -hmm. hard. And I have this other thing I'm really excited about that I have to finish. And I have this written on my whiteboard of aggressive deadlines. And that's yes. really helped me too, because yes. because one thing I would do is, is like, well, it's not the end of the world if I push this off for a couple of months. 
where now with the aggressive deadlines, I'm like looking at these things, man, if I really hit this hard, I can have this done by Wednesday, for example. Yeah. And I just do it. So I hit it hard and it's done. It's off my table. I, f- I feel fulfilled. I feel achieved. I'm holding the trophy. Mm-hmm. Now I can move on to the next thing. So I'm obsessed with this they're, they're because gross- this, you are reading someone's mind right now. <laughs> I get asked this all the time. It's like, how to execute. And yeah. I really feel execution is the difference between a creative and a genius. Creatives are always going to have ideas. We're, we're designed and built to innovate and look at the world different and be inspired. But it's the geniuses that actually execute and finish the project. Mm-hmm. I was re- watching this reel and I'll link it in the show notes that was discussing the difference between a genius and a creative and he asked him, would you rather be known as a genius or creative? And of course he said, a genius, like who doesn't want to be known as a genius? And then he broke down this example of like Picasso was a creative and he painted and had all these different ideas, but his genius was revealed on the canvas when mm. the painting was complete. And that's what I want to encourage my audience and my community. I'm always encouraging them to execute on the idea because that's what builds the confidence and builds the genius within you, which I refer to the genius as God, like God's hand is on the work and will help you finish it. When you have those moments where you feel like this is hard, this is requiring a deeper muscle memory than I've experienced before. And this is where resistance is really the fuel that builds the muscle memory for the next project. I think about all the things that we're doing in these few months, we're building muscle memory So that when I want to like do a large documentary or something bigger, it's like, oh, we already know how to run that race. We have the stamina built up and the confidence built up from finishing all those other micro projects before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's funny you bring up resistance. I don't know if you've read the book, uh, The War of Art by Steve Pressfield. I haven't. I need to. I've been, it's twice I've been recommended that. I probably gifted this book 25 times. It's like, if I meet anybody that's has this idea of this plan. Oh, hey, I was thinking about making a documentary or hey, I was thinking about writing a book or, or whatever. Immediately send them this book because it's the execution part, right? We, we yeah. all, everybody has the ideas. I'm sure you get hit up all the time with like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this course or webinar or whatever it is, mm-hmm. as do I. But you know that the execution's gonna, that's right around the corner and it's usually yes. very, 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 very hard. So this book, War of Art by Steve Pressfield, it's all about resistance with a capital R. Resistance is capitalized throughout the book. And it's just I running, love it. running into this resistance. But it's it's just, you know it's, you know it's coming, but he has just all these tips and, and stories and it's just written in an incredible way. That's my most outward facing book at all times. I love the, it. The War of Art. And it's all about the resistance that you're going to find when you're trying to execute. Yeah. Yeah. And that people confuse the resistance for stopping yeah. like, okay, even I, I learned this when I was working out, when I was training for my, my weight training, there was a cap. Like if I started to feel the muscle get tired, I'd be mm. like, okay, it's probably time for me to stop yeah. or I shouldn't keep going. And my trainer would say, no, like we got three more mm-hmm. and those three more is the exact, that's what we need to do the next set of weights or whatever the next thing is that God has planned for us. So I love that resistance is talked about as a tool because to me, there's, there's also, let's go here because when you've lived a life that was tough or you grew up with, you know, adversity and you had to get through a lot of things, 
I know for me, I had this feeling of like, when is it going to just be easy for me? Like, I need my like cruisy cruise. Like, I'm ready yeah. to just, mm-hmm. you know, I've done my my part in the suffering of humanity. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I really started to fall in love with the creative process mm-hmm. that I began to appreciate the resistance piece because it always consistently was the moment where the project turned a corner mm-hmm. in a way that felt like a miracle. Like, mm-hmm. you know, those moments in a project where it's like, I can't look at this anymore, or I am so done with this. You're just in the thick of it, but you make it past that moment. And then the project opens up and you're like, I am so glad I stuck this out. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, and for me, I have to just take space. Like, you know, if I'm seeing the same thing over and over, you just like editing, for example, Mm -hmm. if I I keep watching the same clip, I'm like, man, I've seen this like 10 times. I'm just not paying attention. Mm -hmm. So I always think that space and you know, for me, it's nature is, is just a way to kind of refresh. And I come back and it's almost like I'm seeing that project for the first time. It's like, I'm out of gas almost. And my Mm. charge is out. I need to recharge because I'm, you should feel excited about these things. Even the resistance. Like when I'm still excited about the resistance, that's how I know I'm like vital. Same. I'm here. Yeah. I mean, I I love it when kind of like it when things are hard now. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm like, if this isn't like, it doesn't need to be suffering and like painful, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but when it's challenging, I get more excited now. Yeah. And that's really strengthened my leadership because I I don't discover parts of who I am when I'm just repeating a project over and over again. It shows up in my launches. Even when we were launching this podcast, It's I'm always asking myself, what can we do to move the needle and have the whole team discover a new part of themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's going to require like a little bit of a challenge and it actually gets me more stoked on the project. What other uh, projects or what other challenges do you have right now in your creative? You have so much going on right now. What are you like really excited about? What are you kind I'm of I'm excited. On? You said aggressive deadlines <laughs> and I so I believe that for this year in particular, I'm curious if you agree that God has given each person very specific assignments for this year. It's like those types of projects that are like, no, I need it done this year. Not in a like, you're going to be punished if it's not done or you're not going to get what you want if it's not done, but like a where you are in your evolution and where the world is and where things are, like this is the window of time to complete this project. Have you ever felt that before? Because I feel like that's alive right now for people. Yeah. And that's been my challenge is like listening to that window and having an aggressive deadline of like, I was told to launch a podcast this year and to finish the book, not like publish it, but like have the first draft pretty much finished. And so my challenge has been saying yes to that fully and not getting wrapped up in the frill and the ease of being able to, let's say, launch a masterclass or like, you know, the instant gratification. But with these bigger projects like a podcast or a book or I was just talking with my editor about this. It's, it's just you in the work. Mm-hmm. You're staring at the work. You're with your faith. Nobody's rewarding you. Nobody's seen it. Nobody's read it. Like we recorded all those episodes before anybody listened to it. So it was my excitement that I had to ride on. I couldn't mm-hmm. ride on the fumes of the validation and the other people who are going to benefit from it. It was like really trusting my work and it's maturing my creative process so much. It's no longer me just hopping from 
idea to idea. And it's now me really thinking about the legacy of each project mm. and finding a new texture of excitement and retraining the dopamine in my brain, literally, to not chemically react to every idea the same and to stretch my excitement over a longer period of time versus need for every excitement to be this peak that I, you know, you know, get kind of addicted to. Like even over the weekend, I was writing an essay for the book and I got this idea to lead a masterclass because everybody was asking about how to write your message. And I was like, oh, I could lead a class on that. <laughs> and I started going in Canva and I'm literally branding out a class. I'm messaging Stephanie like, we're going to do this, two days to sign up. And halfway through, I literally heard God say, is this a distraction or a need, like a necessary project? And I was like, this is a distraction. And I closed Canva. I put the payment link away and I went back to writing. Mm. And I was like, this is where you are, right? Like, this is where you're being positioned. And it was so hard. So when you get a new project idea, how do you, like, what, what's, how do you find your yes or no on that? Is it obvious or do you have to really tune in? I usually have to sleep on it for 24 hours. I don't make decisions in the moment. Mm -hmm. I like to really sleep on it. And if I'm still excited within 24 hours, or I'm still alive about it in 24 hours, then it's usually a yes. Are you running into capacity issues? Like, do you feel like you can have so much going on at one time? Or do you really need to limit what you have going? Because I feel like you're one that can just like have a ton, a, like 10 plates spinning. And Just looking like, well, it looks like you seem like one of those cheetahs that can just like yeah. leap at it all. Yeah. Here's the thing. I think discipline is knowing you can do something and not like I mm. could do that. Mm -hmm. I could have all that. But right now it's in my favor to not like right now. I want to learn my true rhythm, not my rhythm, how I'm used to operating with the world. And right now, like, for example, with you and I, we're we have found our creative chemistry, but we're still finding our creative flow together. There's mm. like a little bit of a passing the ball back and forth, mm. like an awkward stage. And we laugh through it and we're creating through it. And it's one of my favorite stages, but it requires a little bit of slowing down, yeah. taking a little bit more time than you would on projects and edits. And so that temptation to just be like, I can do it. I'll just do it out, you know, and taking on the next thing. I'm really tempering that and being in the discipline of just because I can, I know that a year from now, I'll be able to call John up, say, I want to, I want to do a documentary, meet me in Europe, we're going to film. <laughs> He'll be locked in on that because we put in the time and we were disciplined enough to listen and be in the process versus having a bunch of other things on the table that weren't really giving to the long-term vision as much as we thought. Yeah. And I think, I think also like you have a very, you're very peculiar and have a very specific look and color and all these things, which I love. I shoot a lot with doctors and people in the health space and I'm like adding lights and messing with temperature and like, Oh, like, we should I do don't care. And they're just like, <laughs> dude, just hit record. No one cares. No one's going to notice. Like that would drive me nuts. <laughs> I know. And that, and that type of work is, is, is such a mind effort because it's so easy, mm -hmm. but it's just like so boring and dull that, yeah. you know, and I, I think I messaged you the other day. It's like, you're the cool collaborator I've been waiting for because look oh. at this, look at this cool set that we have. And we're like messing with lights and we have just like all these amazing tones. And um, so this is the stuff that 
you know, that I'm really excited about is having more fun and more play and adding more art and, and doing all these things. So, yeah, uh, yeah, just super grateful that, that we're doing this and thanks to Sam Skelly for Yeah, shout us. out to Sam Skelly. Yeah. Sham. <laughs> Sam Skelly. <laughs> Same thing. Sam Skelly for introducing us. And this is where God works in such mysterious ways because me and Sam have been in each other's orbit for a really long time and just recently connected. And I think it was when I was in Austin with her that she mentioned you. And usually when I hear somebody's name, I'll just get like a hit. And right when she mentioned your name, I was like, we're going to work. I just knew I was like, we are going to vibe. And as I was sharing all my ideas with you, you were just such a yes to them all. And that's to me a sign of a powerful creator. When you bring a project idea to somebody, if their first response is why it might not work, mm -hmm. I never hire them. Mm, yeah, I never hire them. Like you are in the brain too much. Mm -hmm. You're not in the vision of whatever it's going to take. Yeah. Let's create it. Yeah, I think also Zona Genius is is like big. I'm big on that too. So mm. here's your idea. My Zona Genius is to take your idea and make it work. And with all those cameras and the lights and like that's my jam. Yeah. You just deliver your idea and you go about your day and just let me figure it out. Then I'm going to come back to you and be like, hey, that idea that you had, here's how we're going to do it. Boom, boom, boom. Boom. Just like that. Like literally music to my ears. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I know that you're a little bit out of your zone of genius because you're like, well, I'm doing some editing on certain projects where you have no business editing. No. Right. So eventually, you know, you're going to be trusting and have full confidence in me or whoever's doing the editing because they're going to be in their zone of genius. Yes. And while they're in your their zone of genius, you're going to be in your zone of genius writing your book or whatever else you're gonna, you have going. Yes. So it's just. I can't wait to listen to this a year from now and be like, we're in it, John. We're in our zones of genius. <laughs> we sure are. And I'm like sitting in Italy somewhere writing my book. And yeah. you're, you know, yeah. that's like my my vision. And I see it. And I think too, the knowing what the vision is and playing in that vision and being excited by the sometimes my excitement is is not necessarily for the for the vision to be finished. But my excitement is more so rooted in the process of getting there. Yeah. Because there's so many cool stories yeah. and beauty that comes. I'm like, I'm more stoked on that. Yeah. When it's over, it's over in two seconds. Yeah. That old saying, enjoy the journey, right? Yes. Yeah. The journeys are awesome. My dad was even saying at my birthday, God bless Johnny. He has his words of wisdom. They like to drop. He's like, I just want to say one thing. When life gets good, just milk it. Mm -hmm. milk it for everything you can like when you do when you have the trophy in your hand or you're mm -hmm. in the process of one of your most exciting projects like milk it yeah. for everything yeah share it and share yeah. it yeah i want to talk about death before we leave sure again <laughs> we've only talked about it once but i think we the quota is two right that's what we want to hit <laughs> maybe three if we're lucky here's the thing though <laughs> i read from steve jobs that his biggest motivator was his mortality. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was so interesting because I am used when I asked you, are you afraid of death? You said no. And my whole heart was like, really? And then you asked me, are you afraid of death? And I was like, yeah, I would say I'm not afraid of really much, but mm -hmm. that is such a fear for me. And then when I dropped in deeper, I felt like my fear is that I'm going to die before my work is realized. But then as I was saying it, I was like, girl. 
Your work is out there. That's the whole thing. Your work is already out there. You have so many accomplishments already, more than a lot of people. That was the humbling thing. I was like, wow. And I think this is, you know, we talked about momentum earlier. Like this is like kind of the downside of really nice, because when you get momentum, I'm sure you're the same way. I like treasure it. I protect it. Yeah. I don't want anything to get in the way. No, I'm not going to hang out with friends. No, I'm not going to do this because I have all this momentum going. Mm-hmm. That's the down. That's the downside because you don't take those pauses and realize your accomplishments. You're not holding that trophy. Yeah. So uh, I don't, and I don't know if I'm doing this right, but th- that's just kind of goes back to my mindset on that is yeah. like, man, I've got all these trophies. Like, yeah. I'm fulfilled. Oftentimes, and this is just an example of my life, I think I will make things seem harder so that I don't so I feel better about not doing them mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like oh well that was hard so of course yeah. it's cool girl if you didn't yeah. do it like yeah. just chill so I'm also finding for myself as I experience more and more bigness I say yes to bigger things there's less excuses mm-hmm. to say yes to the to the to the, the thing do you know what I mean mm-hmm. like I don't I'm running out of excuses the more I bet on myself yeah. And the more that I land on my feet and I'm like, whoa, I have more evidence now in my <sighs> life that I can actually do this. And nobody talks about what do you do when you have it, when you have the thing you wanted? Yeah. But you're, you're almost talking in the future. Like you, you've already done this. You already have all these things. Partly. <laughs> yeah. And like when I really, you know, if we really want to get quantum with it. <laughs> it's all happening right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's all happening in this moment. So Uh I think, yeah, to end on, there's this dance, the juggle, the understanding that, you know, your motivation for more is holy and beautiful because we're designed and created to consistently expand the universe. And there's also this humble humanity in you that is going to have to recognize that what you are doing is is solid and it matters and it mattered and it is enough to rest in. Yeah. Rest in like that. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining me, John. I love our talks. Maybe we'll do this like once a month or something where we just like peel back the curtain on projects and what we're working on. Yeah. Um, And just gifts we're seeing come alive within each other. Cause I think that a lot of people see the end result, but they Mm. don't see this part where we're like figuring it out, putting things together. Totally. Even on, you know, social media is basically just a highlight reel. They don't, you know, yeah. people don't see the struggles and all the crap that we got to go through. And, but, you know, for us, we at least do it with a smile on our face. Like, I feel like we're having a ton of fun. I think that is, yeah. um, you know, a nod to that creative chemistry that we talked about earlier. You know, I can agree. you imagine if, we didn't like each other. Um, I, It'd be like, there'd be no way. Because you're right. I love half the time, even on like, you'll see when we do the brand doc, like the photo shoot stuff, mm-hmm. there's stuff going wrong all day. Oh, yeah. And we're just laughing. We're like, sure, the ocean wants to swallow the whole scene. Let's figure, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's just fun now. And I think when you can have a, a team and creative partners that are able to laugh with you, that's really the joy. That's the best part. That's the biggest reward. Yeah. And I love that you're so optimistic, you're so grounded, and you have such a clear energy. So miracles can happen in that space. And this podcast feels like such a miracle because I've had it on my heart for so long. Mm-hmm. And 
I feel grateful that you're the first guest on this podcast because it really wouldn't have happened without you. Mm. It really wouldn't have. Mm. And I acknowledge you and I thank God for you. I thank God for men like you in the world who can powerfully hold a frame for women and creatives to bring their work to the world. It's it's just everything. So thank you. Thank you so much. That means a lot. It really does. Mm. Mm. All right, y'all. That's John. You'll see more of him. <laughs> He's the best. And I will see you on the next episode. If there's anything from this episode that landed with you, DM me or John on Instagram. We would love to hear. And then I feel like this is a continued conversation. So if there's anything else you'd like to know about the behind the scenes of my projects, the things I'm working on, the things we're bringing to life, ask them because we'll use it for content for the podcast. Have a beautiful, magical day. Finish the thing that you're starting right now and trust that this process is shaping you for a really, really big dream and you have everything in you to make it complete. I love you. I'll see you soon. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Holy Guest Podcast. I am so grateful that you're here and we get to do this work together. Connect with me on Instagram at I am Victoria Washington and let me know how this episode landed for you. I genuinely read and listen to every single message that comes through and I love receiving your stories, your feedback, your reflections of how these teachings are being woven into your life, your business, your relationship with God. Be sure to check the show notes below for ways to go deeper in this work. And I'll see you next week for another episode of the Holy Yes Podcast. All right, y'all. If you love today's episode, we're going even deeper inside the faith-based business bundle. This is a new body of work that bridges faith and entrepreneurship in a way that I have never seen done before. The testimonials coming out of this space are absolutely sensational. The depth, the exhilaration, the vitality that's coming alive in the women who have joined the bundle is quite literally blowing my mind. It is based off of one assignment, to prioritize God at the center of your mission and to simplify your relationship with money in a way that brings you into peace with the evolution of your business. We are going to be going through three master courses over three months, and each of them touches on different parts of your business, how to add velocity and volume to what it is that you're doing in the world. Master course number one was taught in October, Kingdom Codes. So when you join the bundle, you get immediate access to the three-day Kingdom Codes master course. And then you're going to be able to join us for our upcoming journey in November, Prosper Through Prayer. And then our final journey is going to be in December, The Covenant. Each of these master courses is available a la carte, or you can bundle and save. And with the bundle, you get a bonus to join the Fulfilled by Faith broadcast channel. The reason why I created this bonus is because when you're starting to reconnect with God in a deeper way, and you're watching how God's genius is actually fulfilling your business in this entirely new way that you've never experienced before. The first thing that you want to do is share it with other people. So there's a whole network of faith-based entrepreneurs that are coming together inside the broadcast channel. And then you also are going to be able to get additional Q&A with me and access to all the bonus audios that I drop between our journeys. So it's a whole ride. I would be honored to have you inside with us. You can head to the show notes. I am victoriawashington.com slash faith-based business bundle. And it's there you can sign up for either the bundle or any of the master courses a la carte.